beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Of Mice and Main Street Men. I am Tristan. And I'm Sean. Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm feisty. I chose that word specifically for this episode. I think I some of my responses are gonna are gonna garner a little bit of backlash, but you never know. Really feisty. Well, I know my number 10 probably will, but we'll see. How are you? Because I don't <laughs> always ask. You know what? I'm doing I'm doing just fine. I'm excited for a, a, a top 10 list and to see how 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 off the rails we may go. Well, uh, at least. At least this is not going to be my episode 30 list, which was just all over the place. I, I had put it together before, I mean, like a, a week or two before that episode. And so I guess I hadn't refined it as much as I thought I had. So when mm-hmm. I sat down to actually do it with you twice, um, I, uh, I, I, it was a mess. But this one, this one is much more what I think our, our top 10 seeking public wants. Oh yeah, and and I definitely I will say I have Lou Mangelloed a number of these because it's really hard to narrow down ten things. And where where are we? What are we? What are we talking about today? What what is our topic today, Sean? We're talking about things we love about Epcot, and I like it because my list has a little heart about Epcot at the top. Oh, I love that. It's like I've got an emoji on my page that I hand wrote. <laughs> Oh, look at you. <laughs> All old school. Draw wow. your own emoji. Because back in the day, kids, we couldn't just pick an emoji from a keyboard. We had to draw it with our hands on the paper. That's right. We were all artists back in the day. Smiley faces and hearts. That's about all it boiled down to. <laughs> well, why don't you get us kicked off here with your number 10, sir? All right. My number 10 is yeah, IP, damn it. IP, damn it. <laughs> I know, I know there are people who are not enthused that those, the get off my lawn Epcot fans who, who just don't want to embrace the change, but I go, it's still <laughs> Disney. Yes. It's all Disney. It always has been Disney. I understand that Walt's original vision for his experimental prototype community of tomorrow isn't even the park that opened in 1982. I mean, it's closer to like celebration in terms of an actual community. So, so let's not all get our, our Disney knickers in a twist, as the British say, that, <laughs> that you know, over, over these 40 years, heaven forbid, Anna and Elsa showed up. I mean, I, I remember opening day and how very yeah, the the effort was made to make Epcot a park that didn't have the Disney characters, didn't have the Disney presence, and people didn't like it. And so, you know, it wasn't well. It was finally Michael Eisner came along, and he went, "Where's Mickey Mouse? People come here and expect to see Mickey. He doesn't. He doesn't have to be the Disney. You know, the Magic Kingdom Disney." He can be the Mickey of Future World or mm-hmm. Mickey in but it's like bring the characters into Disney. And to those who say, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy has no place, I I say them nay. 
it does have a place, especially the more I found out about that. I'm very excited to hopefully be experiencing this attraction late in September when I go to Disney World for the first time since the pandemic. But from what I've heard about them tying it into the Epcot story in terms of, you know, this is this is sort of a welcome center on earth to explain mm-hmm. to us, I go, how is that not Epcot? How is Moana's journey of water teaching kids and, and adults about water and recycling of the, the whole, you know, process mm-hmm. and the planet? I go, how is that not Epcot? So my number 10 is IP, damn it. I love that. And I, I do agree. I, I think uh, all that's very welcome there. And I, I guess I don't gate keep as much as some others. Um, so my number 10 is actually is a little more uh, old school, but it's Spaceship Earth. Um, uh-huh. I think that's, it's, it's iconic. I mean, you know, the, the golf ball, as, as Harper calls it, is- You do um, not, yeah. Actually, I started, because we did the Crucible when I was in college and I wasn't uh-huh. in it, but there is a line in the crucible that says, do not fly against the gospel. <laughs> and, and I started saying, do not fly against the golf ball every time we went to Epcot. And it, it just amused me mightily. It amused me that. mightily, but you can't, you cannot think of Epcot. No. Without thinking spaceship. No. And it's, it's, you know, it's so well themed and I, I think it's quite an experience and I think it's it the scenes in there are stunning. Well, and, and how many how many versions do you remember? I there's only two that I I've only gone through two. So because okay. I bet I lived through them all from Walter Cronkite through Judy Dench and Jeremy Irons. And I've I've made I've traveled long and hard <laughs> the road of spaceship earth. And yeah, you know, I got a little sad when they took out, honestly, when they took out the theater scene, the, the actors in the, Mm -hmm. in the amphitheater, because, you know, that was near and dear to my heart where they were actually speaking in Greek Oedipus. I, you know, that's one of those Disney details that you go, oh man, how cool was that? But, but anyway, sorry, that was, that was my spaceship earth tirade. No, no, and I... (laughs) I just, it's something I have to do every single time I'm there. And I feel like if I don't, it's kind of like a missed opportunity. And I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but um, I, I love it. So that is my number 10 is Spaceship Earth. What's your number nine, sir? My number nine is Fireworks. Because, yeah. I mean, Fireworks is a, is a generic Disney thing, but I certainly for many, many years, Illuminations was near and dear to my heart. Yes. And it's just a magical way to close out the, the, the night, you know, and everybody around that lagoon. And I am so excited to see Harmonious. I have avoided spoilers because oh, so I good. I don't I don't like to I want to experience something like that for the first time. Now I will scope out where I'm supposed to stand so I don't get a horrible view of it. But, but I really, I love, I love Epcot fireworks. That's my. Yeah. I, and, and that one is, you know, harmonious is really good and we had a great spot and we loved it. We loved it better than enchantment actually. But um, 
that's for another time. Um, so my number nine is, is uh, I mentioned there's two in this <laughs> because that's me, is uh, Frozen Ever After with the IP. Yeah. And yeah. then Soren. I, I think both of those attractions, they're very different, but um, they're kind of like the best of both worlds of what you can kind of experience in a Disney attraction. Um, yeah. You know, you have your boat ride and then you have your crazy cool, you know, yeah. uh, visual experience and um i'll be that guy that goes i honest yeah maelstrom has a place in disney history but i i i would rather go on frozen ever after as an attraction it is so gorgeous and oh it's beautiful and i go god bless the people of norway but floating past an oil rig was was not was not as enchanting as floating past Elsa singing Let It Go. <laughs> well, and, and anybody well, and anybody that's listened to this podcast knows that I'm a Frozen fanatic, so anything Frozen, I'm all in on. And um, I just think those two attractions are stunning, and I, I, I love not, that they're there. I did not realize that there were some haters out there for soaring around the world. People that are the soaring over California purists who, oh, yeah. who were talking about all the CG and how it just ruins it and yada yada. And I'm like, oh, really? Really? It's very cool still. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, all right. So that's my number nine. Okay. What's your number eight? So my number eight um, is it's one of my favorite places to be at night. And if you wait just a little bit after Harmonious, you can take a wonderful leisurely stroll through the world showcase and take yes. in the beautiful lighting and the landscaping. And honestly, it's so calm. And, you know, while everyone's rushing to the Skyliner or the buses or wherever, you oh, can totally. take a minute. And we did that this last trip and it was so breathtaking. So you can, I, you can even sometimes, I mean, I think they're, well, they were doing it for a while where you could like pop into the wine bar in Italy and like mm. do an after park like glass of wine and and I don't I don't know if it's if they're doing it now or whether that's just a thing of the past. But I mean that was so cool. Just it's like let the crowds thin out, have a glass of wine, mm-hmm. and you're right. That walk back through the world showcase is just mm-hmm. it, it's beautiful at night when it's not crowded and well chosen, sir. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was lofty uh, and beautiful. What's and my your number, number eight? <laughs> drinking around the world. That's my number eight. Which yours was yours was a, a abbreviated, mildly classy version. Um, first of all, I not that we have a legal department, but I'm sure they would want me to say if we did that. You know. <laughs> Do not get overly inebriated at a Disney theme park. They will throw you out. Yes, they will. Do, do not know your limits. Share drinks. Prob- I mean, the I've done it. I've done it twice. And I've never officially had my own drink in every single country because that way madness lies and you get kicked out. <laughs> but there is something to be said for the bonding experience that adults over 21 have. Um in in going to each country and deciding, am I going to try a wine from this country? Is there a cocktail I'm interested in? 
you know, even if you're just looking for a beer from each country because you don't want to mix because you're going to barf by the time you get to Morocco. <laughs> um, but uh, but I I have done that with several uh, adult friends and it always is a really cool memory. I love of, that. Of just experiencing, you know, real real beverages from around the world. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. That's a good one. So that was my eight. All right. So my seven, um, and it was hard to pick one, but I just have the food. Oh, listen, I, the food. I have, I, I have food. I have food higher on my list, but also as just a, yeah, food. Yeah. Food. I've not, I, I've just not had a bad experience there. Um, you know, Teppanetto, the, the San Angel Inn, the Tutu Italia, the, the pizza joint, there's nachos, pretzels. I mean, I, I'm gaining weight, honestly, kind of thinking about it right now. I probably went up a boob size, but listen. I will sell. Wow. So- wow. That's, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Kristen. I'm sure our viewers needed that image. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah. So the food, just in general, at number seven. I will say oh. my only meh, the only meh I've ever felt about Epcot dining was Nine Dragons. I go, I can get good Chinese food for a meal for the price of this appetizer back in Iowa or Kansas City (laughs) or God God bless you nine dragons, but, but you're, you're pretty typical Chinese food. That's fair. I've I've not experienced it yet, but. Well, and of course, living in Amana for many years, it it took me forever to to actually try the beer garden. But once I did, I'm oh, like, sure. this is kind of fun. The whole outdoory feel of Oktoberfest uh-huh. with the people blowing horns and playing polka and getting big things of beer and oh, all sure. you could eat German food was kind of like an Amana nightmare flashback. But, but sure. even that was an experience that I went, this is cool. And I've never done it before. So Sorry, I jumped. So when we get to my number four, that was also food. <laughs> what's your uh, what's your number six? Seven. 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 Well, what's your seven? I have scavenger hunts. Oh, because that is such a cool. I mean, and I know that they've like sort of expanded like pumpkin hunts and stuff in some of the like in the Magic Kingdom and stuff, I gather. But especially back when that, like the Kim Possible thing that happened uh-huh. for many years, um, that was that that became Agent P or something. I mean, uh-huh. the, the interactive like hand device, and you had to like track stuff down, and stuff got activated. And even like with food and wine, I know there's like what there's a Remy one where you have to like find all the Remy's with the cheeses uh-huh. or whatever, and. And I just go, what a cool thing to do that doesn't cost money. Although maybe you have to buy a map and if you find them all, you get something. But anyway, I love the scavenger hunts. I love that. That's great. That was your seven, right? Yeah. It was. Cool. So moving on to number six, I have um, fireworks, harmonious illuminations. Okay. Um, and because uh, I, I really loved illuminations too. It was one of my favorite things to see there. Um, but I will say, harmonious despite those giant barges that really do obstruct the view of world showcase you mean, uh, the what are they what is, what is the the 
Oh, it's the science fiction movie that they're like gateways. It's like people. Yeah, people, they're, yeah, the, they're. It's not a good look during the day. However, at night, that show's impressive. Like what they do is you'll love it. It's so good. Um, and we sorry. had a great view, so you'll love it. But I have yeah, fireworks. Cool. My number six worthy six. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number six is detail. Damn it. Yes. Uh, 100%. You know, there are certainly the naysayers out there that go, well, why would, you know, don't go to fake, don't go to fake China, don't go to fake France, go to the real thing, go experience the world. And I go, yeah, I'm a travel agent. Of course, I encourage people to travel and experience things elsewhere. But that being said, Disney has put an insane amount of time and money and passion into recreating things around the world for mm-hmm. you to experience in Florida the way that they exist elsewhere. 100%. And, you know, St. Mark's Square in Italy and, you know, the architecture in Canada and, you know, Imagineers worked tirelessly 40 years ago maybe 30 in this case of Norway or Morocco, nah, 35, <laughs> but, uh, but to really bring those countries to life in a very detailed sense so that you had the experience as close as you could have it to actually going to those countries. And while Epcot may be expensive, I'm here to tell you, it's a lot cheaper than actually going to Europe. Amen. I I agree and co-sign on everything you just said. Look at you, us agreeing all over the place. I love that. With different items a lot of the time. What is, so are you up to five? Yeah, we're at five now. So so my five is places of peace. Um, the kind of quote unquote hidden courtyards of like the UK and Japan. Yeah, no, that's or, awesome. Yeah, and like the tiny little railroad. I love watching that. I love looking at all the details because, you know, they put the like, flower and garden festival you know banners within the town on the the railroad and it's you know it's hard to relax in a disney park but i think this joint provides a lot of like peaceful places and and they're they're available in spades there because a lot of people don't know that they exist right absolutely and i think it's a great place but also those places are gorgeous so like find those like hidden gems man like it's it's worth it so places of peace is my number five that is that is a very nice number five thank you um, yeah good job tristan oh thanks sean um my number five <laughs> is the entertainment in the countries Ooh, good and, and on two levels one is basically year round i mean i i will be the first to admit i was a huge off-kilter fan I have an off-kilter CD. I am Mm -hmm. so sad off-kilter is no longer a part of the Canada Pavilion. But but it was such, I mean, and they were really from Canada. They were a rock band in kilts with bagpipes that were from Canada and were performing at Disney. I mean, the Italian storytelling stuff. And, um, you know, I mean, they've just got things in each country throughout the year that are really cool. But the other promise that I always make to myself and I never keep is if you're there during the holidays, 
because it's the festival of the holidays and they do very specific things in every country that pertain to, you know, whether it's Christmas or whether it's some other kind of winter holiday that's celebrated in a country, you really have a chance to. And I get that it's a Disney version of that, but still it's, it is, you know, with different depictions of Santa, you know, it's like Père Noël is in, is in France and Father Christmas is in the UK. And love that. Like, yeah. So entertainment in the countries is my number five. That's a beautiful number five. I love that. Um, okay. So number four. And my four was food. So we've already oh, done right. Right. My number four is the Skyliner. Uh, the Skyliner goes there. And if you listen to us, you know, I'm a big fan of the Skyliner and it's yeah. my favorite way to get to Epcot. Um, like flying in there and you see France off to, it's so good. It's so cool. And, um, I did think of you today because I saw the Skyliner was going to be down for like a week or two in January. I did too, but it's the week after I'm there. Oh, good. Cause I was worried yeah. for a second. I was like, Thank oh no. You. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate your concern, but I will be yes. leaving the park the day before the Skyliner. It gets its refurb. Okay, good, 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 good. Cause I was like, oh no. Cause you know, that's so good. It's so good. It's my favorite way to get around. I guess number four is the Skyliner. Yay. Cool. Okay, what's your number three? Oh, yes, yes. My number three um, is the festivals. Um, I'm a big uh, fan of food and wine, big fan of flower and garden. It's my number two. It's my number two, so we might as well discuss it together. Yeah, so I, I've only experienced food and wine and flower and garden. And <laughs> I'm a huge fan of both of those. Granted, they last most of the year, both of them now. But um, there's just so much they offer so much and they're just so cool to like experience like the flower and garden has this it's just so good the food is so topiaries yeah the topiaries are amazing oh my gosh and yeah so i'm just going with all of the festivals and the festival of the holidays i have been there for the one that i have not which i know we can never we can never count on disney to honor the past until they actually make an official announcement. But I am so excited that if things play out as they have in the past, that I'll be there for the International Festival of the Arts in January when Jackie and I go for a few days by ourselves. And then also (laughs) my agency goes for a few days um, because I, I just, who other than Disney these days really sits down and honors the arts and Mm -hmm. the fine arts, the visual arts. I am super excited. Yeah. So I think just the festivals deserve a nice spot on the list. I think they do too. And so since that was my number two, I, my, my number three is the college, uh, is the college program. Oh yes. For, for, uh, which is coming back or is back finally Mm -hmm. after the pandemic. Um, Because I always, you know, from day one, thought it was so brilliant of Disney and immersive and wonderful that the people who were working in the pavilions, in the shops, Mm -hmm. in the restaurants, were natives of the country that they were, that they were working in. And you could, you could get a sampling of, you know, who they were and have them tell you where they're from and what their country's like and 
you know, to me, that really was about what World Showcase was about, was helping yeah. us understand other cultures. And so I am very thrilled that that finally is, is back or, or is kicking in this fall. Um, but the college program, the international college program is my oh, yeah. I love that. Yes, I agree. I, I've always enjoyed my time talking with people from elsewhere and learning about them. So, so number two, then, um, I just have uh, such a big one, but number two is just world showcase in general. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's such a rich experience for all of your senses. And with each trip, I kind of fall more and more in love with Epcot and man, yeah. it, it's just such a beautiful place. Um, like it's a little overwhelming sometimes when I'm there just because I'm like, there's so much to take in here. Like I, I need way more time. And we really took our time at Epcot this last trip. And um, yeah, just, I don't know. Every time I go back, I'm like, man, this, uh, I love this more and more every time I come here. So I do, I do feel like it is the park that probably grows on you the most as you become older and and can appreciate it more for what it is and the experiences yeah. it offers and and the beauty that's gone into creating it. And once the walls all come down and new Epcot is finally unveiled, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it will continue to be the place that 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 adult, not that there's not stuff for kids, because there certainly is. And mm -hmm. Disney has certainly tried with the kid cot stations to give kids in the countries but but it is something that as you as you grow older and appreciate the fact that you can go shopping in a japanese department store mm -hmm. and and see products that are sold in japan and made in japan and it's and the food and the festival experience yeah i totally i totally agree yeah so what is your number are we up to your number two yeah, yeah. no my two was the festivals We're oh, up to my so number one. what's your number one my number one is educational, damn it. Yes, damn it. Um, because, you know, that in that Disney has always tried to educate somewhat. I mean, with things like, you know, the Hall of Presidents or the Carousel of Progress or, you know, there's always been a, a, a hint of education there. But Epcot really has always been about educating us about other countries and other lifestyles around the world mm -hmm. and showcase. And although things like, you know, Communicore East and West have evolved and now gone away that we're trying to teach us about technology or whatever, mm -hmm. it's like, you've still got things like the land, which I know is a personal favorite of yours. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that every time I ride that boat ride through there and see how they're growing stuff in there and, you know, the fact that it's always different and is all about sort of teaching you how the world eats and, and grows its food and, you know, the sea and what a resource it is and how we need to take care of it. And, you know, even things like Test Track are there to teach you about mm -hmm. how to design a car and make you go really fast around the building. But, <laughs> and Guardians of the Galaxy is there to teach you about other alien life forms that may <laughs> need saving. Or, so, so my number one is that at its, at its heart and at its core, there's, there's always something to be learned at Epcot. 
I love that. And that's beautifully segues into my number one. Yay. Which is living with the land. Um, Again, I'm, I'm a living with the land fanboy. It's everything Epcot is about and features some iconic scenes and edutainment opportunities. And I'll second everything you just said um, about what Epcot offers and just leave it with living with the land. I do have some honorable mentions as well. Um, Do you have any of those? I don't. I managed to I managed to hone mine into an actual list of 10 this time. Yeah, but I'm anxious to hear your honorable mentions. Yeah, so my honorable mentions, one is Guardians, because I have not done it, but I feel like right. everything I've heard about it, it deserves a spot on the list. And the other one was Remy's, because I've only done it once, and I need to experience it again. I've loved my experience with it, but I don't have you know, there was so much to take in that I, I don't feel that I really could gauge everything. And yeah. so those two, I think, are game changers in that park. And um, and so, yeah, I think that is a spot on the list. But I really loved it. Wow, we really got uh, that, that was a great list. That was I, really solid. This is one of my favorite episodes. And yeah. we've done 31 now. But I I guess I didn't realize I would enjoy talking about the things we love about Epcot this much or that we would have different enough lists that there was a lot to talk about. And and yeah, I love Epcot. I do, too. I really do. It's it's one of my favorite places. Um, Well, Sean, it's always a pleasure to talk with you because I I love talking Disney with you. And if anybody's interested in visiting Epcot, Why don't you tell them how they could do that, Sean? Well, I would be happy to assist them. You can find me on Facebook, Sean, S-E-A-N, at Briar and Main. Um, You can check out the Briar and Main Travel Boutique website, which is brand new. We just plussed it. It's so cool looking. And my agent page is briarandmain.com forward slash Sean, S-E-A-N. That'll take you right to my page. And a lot let you click on a button to work with me and tell me what you're thinking. Um, you know, or you can always email me, Sean at briarandmain.com. That's A-N-D spelled out. Um, th- there's all sorts of ways to find me. And what, what if they're and what if they're looking for entertainment in the quad cities, Tristan? Sure. If you're looking for entertainment in the quad cities, or if you happen to be here, you can look up the Mockingbird on Maine. It is the little theater that Savannah and I run. Um, We specialize in newer works and guest speakers and things, but we're also an arts incubator for other arts organizations in the Quad Cities trying to produce things um, at an affordable price. So if you uh, if you are a rich person listening, you could always find us and and donate to us via Patreon or something else. Um, And I I hope they're wealthy enough to give you a massive donation and then let me show them what some of the luxury accommodations see, at disney world are like see oh. we are we are a one-stop shop for, for for rich people for rich people really let's just say it tristan <laughs> if you've got money come to us and soon because i i've had a few people <laughs> ask about it we will uh, of mice and main street men will be starting a similar patreon here in the next couple of weeks which we will be excited to tell you about how you guys can support this little show that we're doing so uh we Ooh. love talking we love talking disney with all of you and uh you know it does have its expenses so we're going to try to figure out a way that we can uh all 
make this all work together. So um, it's going to be kind of cool. So, and uh, you know, Sean, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. It, and, it is uh, always a pleasure to talk to you, sir. And we thank you all for listening and we hope you have a lovely day, night, morning, wherever you're listening to this. So we hope you love Epcot too. And tell yes. us if we missed some of the reasons you love Epcot. Yeah, let us know. But uh, thank you so much for listening and we will see you real, real soon. soon.